these looks all over their face My friends all know that I'm cool I've been this way since high school Cause life's never been sweeter when you're just a cake eater When it comes to hockey, nobody can stop me My high school team, I was playing on the top three Now my son is scoring piles Welcome to the Youth Hockey of High School Hockey Podcast Brought to you by the Red Black League I am Danny Ryan, fresh off of an Eagles victory um, I'm joined in studio with Tony Scott How you doing, Danny? Not fresh off of the Scortacular <laughs> Not <put> fresh <laughs> I made... Tune in for the entire show. I may be either asleep or say something really stupid. <laughs> Just don't say ride a Mustang or ride something like that. It could like be that. something like that. And Carl East, Carl admitted to us in our show prep that he is not a Vikings fan, so I don't even know why we're recording with him. I've been outed. Oh, well. But uh, we can move on from that. I won't, I won't rub anything in tonight. Do you root for the <clears throat> Twins at least? No, I'm a Yankees fan. You know that. I do know that, and I just want to pull out. Do you like Tiger Woods as well? Uh, not so much there. Um, let's see. Which other ones? Um, LeBron James. Oh, yeah. He's a huge LeBron James fan. <laughs> no, no. He didn't go to Georgetown. <laughs> yeah, just just the people who always win. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, well, let's talk about some teams that are doing well right now and winning in Carl's rankings. Good transition right there. Um, Carl, run down your rankings for us. Sure. So uh, the top seven are going to sound pretty similar if you listen to last week's show, but uh, I will go through them again. Uh, number one is Minnetonka. Wow. still don't know why St. Thomas is number one. but I mean, the team that's lost, like, when was the last time they lost? First game of the season? And they're not mm-hmm. number one. Yeah, that's weird. 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 Well, if you want a recent common opponent, you know, Minnetonka cleaned up on Eden, on Eden Prairie this past week, whereas St. Thomas, who was number two, only beat them by one twice. So, um, just a quick tra- question. Tra- tra- property in action. Up, you mean EP scored three goals on them? They did, Four but goal. they gave Four up goals, six. Right. Uh, okay, well, I, I'm just throwing this out there. Cleaning up doesn't really involve four goals. What Minnetonka did to Jefferson was cleaning up. <laughs> what St. Thomas did to Jefferson? Cleaning up. Cleaning up. Okay, who's number three? Edina. No surprise there. Number four is Duluth East. Plucking along. Yeah. Had a good week, yeah. Definitely had a good win over Brainerd well, on Friday night. That's um, Brainerd. It'd be yeah. Roso 10 to 3. Okay. Yeah. Uh, number five, Holy Family. Chugging. Yeah. Chugging along. Yep. Beat Mound. Number six, six. Well, seven to one. Uh, and then yep. Holy Family. That was their only game. Yep. That was their only game, yeah. Okay. Yep. Number six is Creighton, who, uh, you know, I was, I've had them at number six for a couple of weeks now, and I was a little skeptical of that. But, hey, they came out and beat White Bear this past week. So it's looks like, looking like they really earned it. Six double A gets crazier and crazier by yep. the minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, number seven for now is still White Bear Lake. Uh, you know they're they're wobbling here, but one goal lost to a, another very good team isn't going to drop them too much when everyone else below them is still kind of bouncing around. Okay. Number eight is a team on the move, Wyzetta. I like them right now a lot. What mm-hmm. did I just say about Creighton? You didn't. It's just crazy. I mean, yeah. that's a mm-hmm. really really good section. I I mm-hmm. I just. Why is that is peaking at the right time? 
you know, right now, I really like the win over Marshall. I think, you know, that they're just playing good. Shutout win, yeah. Shutout win, too, yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, and, you know, a couple of weeks back, I think when we were going through these, I said, you know, there are two teams that aren't in the top ten right now, but I, that I think should should have the talent to be there, and they are Wyzetta, and then my number nine now, who has climbed back in, that's Moorhead. And no argument here. No, Moorhead should be, and they're playing okay right now. They beat Andover. Mm-hmm. Yep, which more game. than a lot of teams can say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and who's number ten? Number 10 is Andover sneaking in after their win over Elk River to avenge an earlier loss. They're looking more and more like number two in 7AA right now. What does QRF look like, Carl? I have no idea how that's breaking down right now. Uh, Do you have a pulse on that? Uh, I know that the new rankings won't come up until tomorrow, but Andover has been number two steadily, and I'm sure this win over Elk River will only help. But they are not ahead of Duluth East. No, no. How I think there's far a ahead decent is decent gap there? Is I think there they're, a they're, gap? It's it's probably growing now with the East picking up some of the wins it has lately. Okay. Because Danny and I were arguing on the phone yesterday that they could potentially be the number one, number one seed in mm-hmm. QRF because I knew they had a pretty good QRF ranking. Yeah, it's not impossible, but I think especially with the schedule East has the rest of the way, it's unlikely. Yeah, East has to lose probably two more games. Would you think? At least you think, yeah. And Andover doesn't have you know, the easiest run either. So. No. Okay, who's on the outside looking in on your top ten? Uh, so just missing a top ten here are Brainerd, who just fell out to 11. Uh, Eastview making a move into the top 15 at 12. Got Centennial still hovering in there. Then just a massive 7AA, Elk River, Cloquet, Marshall, all just you know, bouncing back and forth around each other you know, weekly. But all of those teams are winning. That you're, those 11 through 15s have yeah. had, good, had good weeks. I'm doing the Class A rankings. And it's just the How's that go for you? I mean, <laughs> no one's winning in Class A. The top 10, eight of the 10 teams lost. Maybe nine. To no, mediocre eight. opponents. Yeah, yeah. Or to good opponents badly. Yes, yes. <laughs> Um, okay, you want me to go through some games and I can talk about some of these Class A losses? Yeah, 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 because they're all there. I was doing the Class A rankings for rankings tomorrow, and it's I may just leave it blank because there's, there's no good wins for anyone in the top ten. Okay, um, starting off, Andover 1, Moorhead 3. Good win by Moorhead here, um, beating Andover, which we just talked about. Not many teams are beating Andover right now. Um, Roseau 4, East Grand Forks 1 Kind of a surprising score Roseau had a decent week this week Yeah um, They took Cloquet into overtime at the Lumberdome so, mm-hmm. uh, And they play Moorhead next week That score Tuesday. against Duluth East though is... <laughs> That wasn't pretty Yeah, cool. less said about that the better <laughs> How did they look, Carl? Did they look like the score? or? Yeah, the score was pretty fair <laughs> Okay yeah. Um, here's an interesting score. Prior Lake six, Eastview seven. Goal fast. Yeah, that, and yeah. that score wasn't that like it was seven to two or yeah. seven to three. Then, Prior Lake just started eating the elephant. Yeah. Taking one back. Taking one back. Taking one back. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. Here's Prior Lake quiet, start. quietly you know, playing pretty well. They're, yes. And, they're playing and everyone I'll get tight. Into yeah. My takes on Eastview in a little bit because I saw them play this week. So. Mm-hmm. Um, Orno two, Hutchinson three. This is the start 
of three A's greatest week in its history. Ever. All Ever. time. All time. Mm-hmm. Uh, St. Michael Elberville three, St. Cloud regular St. Cloud zero. Good good win by mm-hmm. St. Michael. How about this one? Hill Murray two, Hastings three, and I don't think that Hastings has ever no, beat Hill Murray. It was it was four and all. It's only been four wins, so it's not like it was like twenty three. You know, it's not like they played every year, but it's still a. Regardless, it's a staggering win. It's the most. It, look up on the board. Shocker. I mean, the biggest shocker of our week last week on Peter and I show. No. Um, Centennial three, Blaine two, um, big five, double A win for Centennial there. As Hockey Day in Minnesota called it, an emotional win for the Cougars. Being <laughs> so far into that, <laughs> I love that one. It was very emotional, and we'll see if they can get up to play. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure one teams go back and forth on a Friday, Saturday, and like, and a game on Tuesday is not going to be emotional uh, for Saturday. So, especially when sorry. you're playing on Hockey Day. Yeah, <laughs> you're playing on Hockey Day. Well, we couldn't get up for it because we just had this letdown of after beating Blaine. Come on. Um, Elk River two, Maple Grove one. Interesting score. Um, here's another Class A. What the heck happened? Game. Holy Family seven, Mounds West Tonka one. That's, I'm not terribly surprised I'm not, by that. I thought Me that Mound would give him more of a shot. A little bit, yeah. yeah. Um, Eden Prairie, three. Minnetonka, six. I was wrong. It's three, not four. So. Yep. So three yep. goals on Minnetonka is nothing to scoff at, Carl. It, w- Carl. it wasn't a close game. <laughs> um, Delano, one. St. Cloud Cathedral, zero. And that was kind of a shocker based on the eight-goal performance that they put on Railer St. Cloud then. Yeah, well, the one was before the other. I just think that these kids were looking past Delano, and they could, all they could think about is hockey day. I'm Which, just gonna have to give them a pass on that one. And Brady Jelly, or not Brady Jelly, is it whatever Jelly's first name is, the goaltender for Delano. For Delano? It's not Brady. That's no. The other Jelly. Um, yeah. Anyways, I'm getting the hockey. Uh, I, I, I'm my at, brain is like fried. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm looking at score tackling. I have, I have a picture of him that I took. It's awesome with his helmet off, but for some reason, Jackson is not his first name. Yeah. But Jelly's a good goaltender and possibly a Frank Brisman candidate as well. I think he is. I yeah. Think he is. I think so too. Okay, here's another one um, of the weird Class A scores. Matamidi 0, Stillwater 1. And, and now, Peter was at this game. He said that Matamidi was without Bartholomew in this game. Yep. But still, you got to score a goal uh, on Stillwater, I would think. So. Yeah, Jackson Jelly. Jackson, sorry. Thank you. Sorry, yeah. Jackson. Brady Jelly is the International Falls kid. So. Peter sent me a text. From 10 years ago. Thank you, Carl. <laughs> Peter sent me a text from uh, St. Croix. He said, both student sections are full to the brim, and I've yet to hear a peep. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. But I think his point was, you know, any one-nothing hockey game cannot get a a crowd riled up. No, the prior, like, six, Eastview seven, 
would be a better crowd student atmosphere Correct. than a Correct. one nothing game. Correct. Um, okay, we're at War Road two, Thief River Falls three. Interesting um, eight a tilt there. Um, Thief kind of wrapping up the two seed, I would think. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, score that we mentioned: Rosa three, Cloquet four in overtime. Mm-hmm. Lakeville South one, Edina four. South was in this game for most of the game by looking at the, um, mm-hmm. the tweets on the Yeah, I mean, shots were very lopsided, but they hung in there. Yeah, and, and they had a better performance, I bet, than earlier in the week that I saw. Um, yeah. Marshall zero, Wyzetta two. Elk River one, Andover four. Good win yeah. by Andover there. Elk River uh, offense kind of disappeared this Del- week. Say that again. So the, the Elk River offense kind of disappeared this week, both in the narrow win over Maple Grove in that one, after yeah, scoring in bunches early very, in the season. Very true, very true. Mm-hmm. So I don't that, – that's a hard um, one to read because, you know, you can't leak goals like four to Andover as well. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, here's then the flip side of Delano's good week. Delano two, Litchfield, Dasso, Cocado three in overtime. Do you guys see my pain now? Trying to make rankings, I'm like, oh, put Delano <laughs> in there. They beat Cathedral. Wow. In the great week of three A, this is the best week that three A has ever had. Ever. Ever. Challenge us to name a better week for three A. Bring it. I don't hear anything. I don't hear it. I don't hear anything. Nope. Silence. Uh, White Bear Lake 4, Cretan 5. Important game. Strong showing by Cretan, too. Yes, yes. Um, And concerning letting five goals in, if you're White Bear as well. Um, Mm -hmm. Prior Lake 5, Lakeville North 4 in overtime. Did you say earlier? Prior Lake quietly... Uh, has locked down a three spot. Three spot, yeah. Three yeah. Spot. yeah. 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 With, with Eden Prairie struggles, with two more and more like yeah. two double A. Yeah, with Eden Prairie struggling to get quality session wins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, why uh, seven, Eden Prairie four? Then speaking of Eden Prairie, right. yeah. Um. Uh, and then Maple Grove 3, Blaine 2. That was a good win by Maple Grove, I thought. Very. Mm-hmm. In uh, a game that started close and ended in running time, in the Dyna 7, Hill Murray 1. And then um, Minneapolis yeah. 2, Holy Angels 3. In the final, Tony can never rank Class A hockey again. I, I shake my head. <laughs> I'm shaking. I'm literally, it's impossible to rank. Every one of my top ten lost, and most of them lost to ba- badly. To weird teams. So when you open up the rankings tomorrow, you pull out the, uncrinkle the paper to read the rankings, and you see nothing in, seven, in single A, don't blame me. Look in the mirror. Um, <laughs> okay, let's talk about some actual games that were um, non those and more games that we were at. I was at Lakeville, South Lakeville North, parked up by the high school and walked down the hill um, to watch Lakeville. Did you fall? I came close. <laughs> there's fall weather and then there's not fall weather. It was fall weather. It was falling weather. Um, <laughs> I, I literally entered that into my equation when I'm going to go to a 
to Ames. I'm like, okay, could I fall when I go down the hill? (laughs) No, I'm not going to that game. (laughs) Uh, They did bring a band, which the band was in a smaller portion of the rink. To be expected. But I don't know why you put a band. And literally there's five band kids behind me in the third period playing some app on their phone. It was like, why? They were at the third period. I was at the Jefferson game, and they just bolt after they play the fight song to come out for the third period. The Jefferson band can't get out of the building fast enough. During the St. Thomas game I was at this week, St. Thomas had like a 10-person band, and then then they played the national anthem and left. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody's like, where are they going? And I was like, thank God. Thank the East fans oh. stuck, stuck around for, for the entire Denfeld game, but by the end they were not playing the whole school song after the you know the, the tenth or eleventh goal. It was just like okay, play play no. the the first line, then we're done. Okay, let's talk more about the game instead of the band. Um, I thought the difference in this game was Lakeville North matched their top line, which is the Brand Schneider line, and they were matched against Novak and Airholt for South. That's freshmen. Senior versus freshmen do not end well. And now, I was really impressed with Airholtz and Novak. Those kids Aaron Holtz. Aaron Holtz. In the segment that Tony corrects everything that I say, but I thought that those two players were very, very good and have so much upside to them. Caden Jack? Yeah. Oh yeah, they're real good. They played they played in our Bantam Elite League. They're solid. They were they were fun to watch. They played two years. They were they were both underagers in our league two years in a row. They played it twice to give you some idea. How how good they are. How good they are. It's no surprise that they're doing well. Um, but I think the physicality that North brought into this game, because North really likes to hit and slow you down, um, that really kind of made the difference in this game. And Jack Olson, um, Garrett Daly got the better of him in the defenseman, you know, matchup, I would mm-hmm. say. So, um, hats off to North in this game. They will play again maybe two more times uh, if Rochester Century doesn't have anything to say about that. Yeah. Um, but I I really like North right now in coming out of Section 1. Well, so far, it's January, so it comes down to three periods of hockey usually in that section. So, yeah, we've seen crazier things happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. How about a crazy game that you were at on Tuesday, Carl? Hermantown versus Greenway, 4-2 to two win for the Hawks there. I want yeah, to hear about a, this. This was a really fun game to attend. I went up to Hodgins-Berardo, Snake Pit in, in, Green, in Coleraine, and a uh, great atmosphere. Place was packed, and but, uh, you know, her, puck dropped, and it looked like Hermantown was just to blow Greenway out of the water. They scored two quick goals, uh, power play on shorthanded goals. Shots were about 10 nothing five minutes in. It was like total Hermantown domination. But then Greenway started turning the corner. And after that, I would say Greenway outplayed Hermantown for the majority of this game. They ended up outshooting Hermantown. Uh, they fi- finally got one goal on the board, you know, mid-second. And then uh, Christian Miller tied it up with maybe just under five minutes to go in the third period. And that was one of the loudest high school ranks I've ever heard when that goal went in. <laughs> this place was crazy. I mean, I, I had my phone out ready to, ready to film things if if they scored a, a goal to go ahead because this place was nuts. But uh, credit to Hermantown, though, in a game where, you know, they were on their heels for some pretty long stretches and uh, they had to kill off a major penalty in the third period that also saw you know, 
Herter, one of their better players, ejected. Um, but they found a way. Tyler Watkins, the, the, the kid who made it happen, scored the, the go-ahead goal and then the empty netter a few minutes later. So Hermantown uh, dug it out. They remain undefeated in the regular season against Class A teams in the past five years. Uh, but if uh, Greenway can stay healthy, uh, they'll have a realistic shot at Hermantown in sections. That interesting. You raised raise an interesting question. We we saw Jake Seitz play uh, a few weeks back, and you've seen Watkins play a few times. How do mm-hmm. you how do you tip the scales on choosing? If you had to choose one or the other for Mister Hockey finalist, how do you do it? It's it's tough. Um, you know, I kind of lean towards Seitz just because he is so obviously that team's MVP. I mean, without him, where's Virginia? Or we're probably not even talking about them. Whereas Watkins has a few sidekicks, especially on that top top line, which is it has to be the best line in A. Yes. Yeah, I I agree with that. Now, here's a good question, Carl. Hermantown, I think we all can kind of consensusly agree is the number one or two team in Class A, right? Yep. Yeah, I don't think anyone. Are they going that. to get the state? Like, do you see? Are they as good? Like, is it a team that you should be afraid of? The name on the front of the jersey. See, I, I just don't think that should be be there this this season. This season, there are a bunch of teams in Class A that can beat them. They have the talent to do it. Uh, doesn't mean they're going to do it. We'll find out how they react you know, in a playoff situation. But, but it's possible this year. It's just uh, Hermantown's been doing weird things this year that just don't make me mm-hmm. as confident about them. No, but yeah, I don't just, think that Class A is as deep as it was last year. It's true, but I I think that they've moved closer to the. I mean, look how good Delano and a few of those teams were last year. Some people's opinions on Delano's team last year. I know they lost and everything, but I still thought they were a good team. Yeah. Well, I think you, you you you're looking at a class A that doesn't have you know some perennial powerhouses like Breck right now, right? You know that aren't mm-hmm. playing up to you know the Breck level of hockey type of thing Correct. that we've seen. So I don't know. It's it, I'm just not as confident on um, the Hawks right now, but you yeah. know they can still make it to state. If someone can find a way to, to contain that top line, they'll, they'll be determined down. That's what I'll say. It's not easy, but it's doable. I, they have one of the top lines in the state, not, a, mm-hmm. not class-wise. I agree. Right. So, yep. um, okay, Carl, let's talk about another game that you were at, um, because this was a top-10 game. Um, Brainerd won, Duluth East 4. What did you see out of the Warriors that you liked, didn't like, moved them accordingly? Sure. Um well, let's start with what I liked. Uh, first of all, they're a very deep team. They were they were playing four lines for stretches of this game, uh, which is you know very rare, especially for a Greater Minnesota team that's not Duluth East. <laughs> but uh, they were they're having no trouble going out there. They're hard hitting, um, good depth, um, some decent talent. I mean, they don't have the front line talent of an East or a Moorhead or those other teams out there, but you know they can hang in there. Um, East kind of pulled away in the second period with a three goal period in this one. Um, uh, you know, Brainerd kept chipping away in the third, got a couple power plays, but never really had East in you know panic mode in the third period, and then East put it away with an empty netter late. So it was a, a decent showing by Brainerd, but the front end talent just isn't there with with a, a top five team like East. Yeah, I, I 
Now, do you think they could beat Moorhead again in session? It's possible. I, 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 well, watching this team, you can see how they could shut down a, a team that's maybe over-reliant on one speedy line or something like that. You know, the, you know with the, the depth, the grinding you know, aspect of their game, you could see how it could happen. So, I mean, Moorhead's still more skilled, but, yeah, it's doable. I think that Brainerd has everything and has the tools to, to do it again. I don't think it was a fluky win. I think, and it, but it just comes down to, you know, 17 of these kids from Moorhead have been in section final. They've been in the state tournament. They've been in hockey day. They've seen, they've been to these wars before, and I don't know how many of these Brainerd kids have seen something like that before, and, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, faced the adversity that some of these Moorhead kids have in the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, okay, a game I was at on Saturday, Rosemount 0, Eastview 3. Apple Valley Sports Community. Whatever that thing is. Whatever ice rink that allows light to come into the rink. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was packed, and rightfully so. This was a pretty good game. Um, Eastview and Rosemount played pretty even in the first period, but then um, Eastview stepped on the gas in the second and the third and just put it away. But a um, couple takeaways, really impressed with Ben Garrity for um, – Rosemont's goaltender. Kid's tall. He's a good player. Um, but then just the overall just team ability that Eastview has. Oh, yeah. It, they are a clear number two in Section 3 AA, and they're going to give whoever they play in Section 10 I think fit. they're going to win the South Suburban Conference. Well, this was a street, uh, uh, um, a game of both two win streaks. It was like a 12 and like an 11 or something like that. It was a so one streak had to end, and East Fuse continues. Um, here, I gave Carl this trivia question earlier today, Tony. We'll see if you can get it. Who has the longest win streak in the two-class era? You live in it. Oof. You live in the town. The Wilmington Jefferson? Yeah, so from 93 to 94. It's kind of like being a church. 32. Jesus? <laughs> Jesus. Yes. Regina? So, so they have the longest. Two class. Yeah, see, three because they had a yeah. tier one yeah, year yeah, in there. Yeah, that's yeah, why. Yeah, that's yeah. why I didn't oh, go with Jefferson. Sure. Okay. Okay. Well, I suppose that's technically two classes. That's 48, tier one. Forty-eight. Yeah. Um, forty-eight game win streak. Who ended it? Blake? No. Yes. Was it Blake? Yeah. yeah. We Who both knew that coach. Jeff Lindquist. Yes. <laughs> Currently coaches. The Jags. So mm-hmm. I, I thought that was a fun fact when I relearned it again this week because it was like, oh, yeah, I remember that. It, it's just an interesting, you know, hockey tidbit. So tying back in with 3AA, I just don't see a team that can really challenge the way St. Thomas Academy is playing right now other than Eastview. No. Yeah, you know, there are a couple good teams in there. I mean, Rosemount, Egan, even Burnsville's not horrible. I mean, they could pull maybe an upset of Eastview if enough goes right, but it's a long shot. It, it, you know, the only only team that I see as an outside chance would be if Benny Garrity plays out of his mind, which he's capable of doing for Rosemount. I just – the way that Eastview's playing team puck right now, they could they could really even beat St. Thomas Academy. I can see it happening. I don't know if they have the overall speed three lines deep like St. Thomas, but at the end of the day, you've seen it a million times. Those games get crazy. Well, you, you see a section game that you 
you pop St. Thomas in the mouth, you get on the board early, and it's a tie game going into the second period, then it's a two-period game. Yep. A lot different. You know, then you can beat a team that way pretty easily. And Ben Beatty, the goaltender for East has been known to steal games dating back to squirts. So I would no no surprise here if you were able to pull this off and beat St. Thomas. Yeah. Um, okay, let's talk about the Hockey Day games. Um, the first one, St. Cloud Cathedral 8, um, St. Cloud 3. I um, started getting ready to go to Eastview Rosemount at 6-3 because I thought it was pretty much over. But great win and great unis for the um, – Cathedral there. Yeah, tell me about them. Agreed. We couldn't get it at the Super Rink until later in the day, so I didn't see the uniform. They were light, light blue jerseys. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Like Standard Cathedral jersey, but light, light blue. like that. Yeah, it was really okay. pretty. But um, St. Cloud Rock. St. Cloud Rock's kind of a more traditional jersey. It was still very nice. I would give it like the second best jersey. Okay. Um, because I think more, excuse me, Moorhead's jersey was kind of just a traditional jersey. You know, it didn't really have anything special about it. And Centennials was, ugh. Like, it was <laughs> not very good. Why don't you give me a Calgary C? Why don't you give me the Centennial 2004 jersey? Yeah. It, like, it rocks something, you know, historical. But uh, <clears throat> at least it was better than the Lakeville North Hamburger attire a couple of years ago. Yeah, that was bad. There's some, that's some bad Hockey, Matamidi last year. Oh, oh, oh. the uh, Washington Capitol one? <laughs> and they have no connection to, like, the Washington Capitol colors. Red, white, and blue. Yeah. <laughs> it just seemed really out of place. Yeah, it was weird. Um, But I really like Cathedral's output as far as goal-scoring ability in this game. They really came up to play. Um, St. Cloud didn't look half bad. Um though the game kind of got away from them. I thought they looked pretty good, though. Yeah, yeah. I, know. I, I, I left when it was still 3-3. I thought, oh, this is a good game, but I had to leave for East Rozo, and then I checked the score when I got the, the rink, and I was like, whoa, what happened? Yeah, and yeah. what happened was Cathedral just kind of went off. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, the second game, um, Moorhead 3, Centennial 2 in overtime. Um, so a little bit of background on this. I got home, started watching this midway through the third period. I realized that I was watching FSN Atlantic because um, apparently that's what my parents have on their Xfinity. And <laughs> then due to contractual obligations, I got to see the first period of New Hampshire versus Maine. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, I didn't get to see the overtime game winner only on Twitter, but um, – Nice. It was really nice goal by Yeah. Yeah, I was just hoping we wouldn't have to suffer through a shootout. So I'm glad that one ended. Does, Ooh, does it yeah. go to a shootout? It would have. It would have gone to a shootout. I'm certain they would have put in a shootout. <laughs> just to like give some more dramatic flair to hockey day. Don't you think? I mean, the the, 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 the WCHA girl women's game was was a shootout. I'm, I'm sure they probably have shootout rules for their league, but I'm, I don't think they would have ended a tie. They could have. I mean, I don't know. Uh, yeah, that's a weird. They, they could have. They they do shootouts in in hockey in uh, Swan Cup. Swan Cup. Yeah. Can't believe it. I mean, we had a tie in the uh, in the opener, and someone's like, "I can't believe you of all people, Tony, didn't put a shootout in place for the opener." I'm like, I didn't want to. 
the, the yeah. Lakeville Norikaka. It felt yeah. right that for that to be a tie. That was a, Will Johnson played out of his yeah, mind. Yeah, he, he didn't deserve a loss no. or any heartbreak after that. So circling back to the game at hand, um, Carl, did you watch this game then? Uh, not really. I was. I mean, it was out of the background. But I was running around doing other things. <laughs> but it, it looked like it was a somewhat decent game. I thought that Moorhead played well and obviously won this game. But yeah, it seemed when, like they were in control for long stretches. They certainly outshot Centennial by a lot, but just uh, yeah, finally found a way in overtime. I watched a lot of this game. It was kind of out during a lull in our uh, squirt tournament. Um, I thought what, what I thought was different about Moorhead than when I saw them in the in the, in the uh, hockey for life is they just had a lot more puck possession and they didn't seem to dump it as much. They seemed to really do well in the uh, the opposing team zone of controlling the puck and controlling the play. I don't know if they've changed some things. Yeah, Clevin's on the top line and O'Connell's down. Really? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I noticed a couple different things out of that. Uh, well, Clevin's a spark plug, and I think that the playmaking ability with, with O'Connell and, and, as you call him, the law firm, <laughs> could work out well for him. Yeah, and it seemed to work out in this game. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't really have any more comments on this other than how to change Hockey Bay. I think. Yeah, there's lots of different ways that can be changed. You want to go first? Sure. Um, so... I, I think we've looked at the hockey day. They've had a helicopter, a drone, and a hot air balloon. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what type of aircraft they can bring out for the next game. I said a dirigible. Yeah, and I don't even know what that is, so it's not even funny to me. But it's funny to you. You need a Bemidji blimp. <laughs> it's a blimp. I get it. I know. I know. That's why I still don't understand what the word means. I'm going to go dig into my vocabulary. It's lighter than air. Got it. Got it, okay. Yeah, dirigible. Um, but, no, what I would change is hockey day is cold, okay? Really? It's really just really I did not cold. Know that. It's cold. But the nicest, nicest hockey day, the one that I liked the most, was the one on the airstrip because they had a huge tent there that you could go in. It was like a big, huge warming house, and they had, like, a ton of different vendors inside selling, you know, anything and everything. And it just made it for a good atmosphere. You weren't stepping all over wood chips and sinking into stuff and then getting wet, you know, and then, like, huddled around a campfire to, like, burn the soles of your rubber boots and everything. Yeah, it was also St. Thomas played in it, too, so that was the other reason you liked it so much. Oh, I forgot about yeah. that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. There we go. Okay, well, I like your change. So your change would be more fan-friendly. Yeah, I, well, and the other thing is, too, like, the sight lines in the stand the last – Two years prior to this year when I went, terrible. And, and like you couldn't see certain angles. The glass, hockey, you but the glass is the puck dis- underneath. You know, it's awful. The it, it, glass is distorted, bad, and it's just like, ah. Oh. Okay, uh, Carl, what would your improvement be? Okay, um, something I'm going to focus in on is so integrating the college games into this whole day better. You know, I think the high school games are a great event. You know, we, we love those. Then. Uh, it was kind of strange this year having the women's game in between the two high school games. I think, uh, not sure if that was the best way to draw attention to that or not. I mean, I, then uh, the, the men's game that FSN was 
touting wasn't even on main FSN. It was shuffled off somewhere else, right? And so, yeah, I, I caught a little bit of that on FSN Central <laughs> after I lost coverage. <laughs> or or something. Yeah, it was really weird. Yeah. I was like, is this having the game? No. <laughs> yeah, and right. and in the past when they have had a, a game, it's always been the Gophers. And though, because the state where we have five, you know, Good uh, Division One college programs, uh, so several of which are currently much better than the Gophers, and I think it would be a great thing if they could incorporate some of that into this somehow. Maybe you know, with the North Star College Cup going away, maybe you find some way to make make something fun out of that. You know, have some you know, a couple of Minnesota te- college teams play, maybe even outdoors. I don't know. I think there are ways to make that that part of the day better. I'm going to tie this back into being more fan centric. It's not fan-centric because no person that's out there watching a boys' high school game wants to stick around to watch a girls' college game. Yeah. And so they did this to change over the crowd and to get more revenue and stuff pulled in. And and it just – it really didn't, like, make me want to go up there anymore. Although I will add the, the women's game was awesome. I watched a lot of that game. The shootout was incredible. We were both at different games, so we didn't catch that. I saw it. It was yeah. good. It was exciting. That part was great. I liked it. Uh, I liked watching the women's game. I loved watching uh, the shootout. was amazing. The goaltending was great. It was like went six or seven deep before someone finally got here. Two or three crossbars, a couple pipes. But it is the third game. Yeah, I think it's great sure rating game, perspective. The timing is, yeah. Yeah, it, it was bad. It was bad from a greatest ratings possible. They they didn't do themselves any service by having that game. But I will say, having it on the TV in the office, it was fun to watch. It was good hockey. Yeah. So my edits to this would be: this event needs good people. That is what people want to see. And if you can't land Edina. You need to find someone else there who could be the bad guy. You need a bad guy or a really, really good guy. So last year they had Casey Middlestead. That's that's Superman. You know, they get that person, someone who's really attractive. And maybe it's just because there's no teams this year who are super attractive. You have to get Edina into this event, uh, whether it's whether it's the players or the, the or the jersey or whatever it is, they need to get Edina. We'll do whatever they can to get Edina to play in this event. Have it in Edina. I, I, who cares? Put it on a Lake Cornelia. Let's make let's make this about getting the best teams or the teams with a really interesting storyline. So Duluth East and, and Edina would have been a lot more interesting than Centennial and Moorhead. I feel like we're running out of venues, too. No, there's plenty of venues. Well, yeah, the, plenty of northern towns. Bemidji's going to be a great venue. I think, you know what would be a great venue in the Twin Cities? They've done they've done Lake Phelan, correct? Yeah. Um. Right. Have they? Yeah, that was one of the early ones, I think. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so they've done Lake Phelan. Here's one that would be kind of cool. It'll never happen, but it's kind of a dream. What if they put it on the front yard at Blake Middle School? That place is huh. awesome. It's awesome. It'd be incredible. What What about like um, my backyard, Loring Park? That would be. Cool. I don't know if they cool. could, yeah. there's a there's there's but there's a rink already that would be in there. Really cool right now. That the would rink be, park would be amazing. But you have to put it on a pond, though, wouldn't you? No, they already have a rink in there right now. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Loring Park would be unbelievable. just because of the setting. Yeah. Loring Park yeah. is it's really Super it's cool. such a cool park. Super cool. I agree. It, mm-hmm. But I just I think they 
have to do more metro locations. You well, have, yeah, if you want a big crowd, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. because it, it's going to be a long drive up to Bemidji next year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I think there's lots of hockey people that live within an hour, hour and a half of Bemidji. Yeah, that's It'll true. be a good draw. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be yeah. that's, that's an unbelievable hockey town, Bemidji, and lots of great bars, lots of great things to do in Bemidji in the winter. How many George Palawa stories are we going to hear? Oh, next year? Oh. <laughs> oh, oh. All of them. So many. I was in so math many. class with George. <laughs> yep. So many. So many. Um, okay, so that's a little bit about the games this week. Uh, red black player this week. Oh, we got a good one this week. Mike Vorlicky is our red black player of the week, not because of what he did on the ice, but what he did off the ice commits to the Badgers. I think it's a great lockup. I think he's one of these types that's just getting better and better and better each year. Mike's, you know, great defenseman, and he's always kind of been in, in Ben Brinkman's shadow and a lot of these other guys' shadows uh, that he grew up playing with on the machine, all these kids. And now he's going to a Big Ten school. Um, I could see him stepping in uh, like Josh S. As, as a freshman right away. I think, he can oh, go yeah. in, I think in two years he can walk right into Madison and start. Oh, yeah. And Madison's not afraid of doing that to no, the players. No. Um, okay. Congratulations. Thanks to Red Black yeah. again for sponsoring our league. People bring come up to me and goes, man, you're really pimping that league. I'm like, because it's a great league. Well, it's if they got really players easy. like Borlicky playing in it. Yeah, I mean, granted, this is Mike right after ninth grade, and there aren't a lot of options in the spring for him to play in, and it's, that's why this is a great league. It's kind of an open door. Like, come on in and play. If you're playing spring sports, do that. You know, you're playing fall sports, it's mm-hmm. a great alternative place just to kind of stay fresh and play some hockey and but like i've said before it's a great place to meet other kids in the community you're not necessarily going to play on an all edina team or an all sartell team or an all st cloud team you're going to just get to meet other kids and play some hockey and uh stay fresh and stay you know stay sharp exactly exactly all righty next up um we have our middle segment right yep we're going to talk a little bit about the Louis St. George III article came out with a, uh, a great article this past week in the Duluth Tribune about basically teams like Ely and Moose Lake. Which he says, yeah, you hear about Hermantown. We hear about Duluth East all the time, right? And what are we going to do? What, we don't get any – what's going on with these programs that are struggling? So we, there were so many good points in this article, you know, and so many great quotes. You know, obviously Ely's lost players. You know, and they're and they can't be competitive. And a notable one that we'll all know more about in a couple of years is Joey Pierce. But they've lost other kids that have left because he can't get the opportunities there. Moose Lake's another opportunity, another place that just can never get over the hump and can't build the program. And it was interesting to hear these kids talk about, hey, we're here to kind of build this. You know, we only have ten kids on the varsity, and we all get to play and. What you was know. the quote? You have to yell out your position when you're leaving the ice. Yeah, yeah. So they they all play, <laughs> Gotta play everything. Great. <laughs> it's really great. Well, so what? How do you think you stop that though? The the moving and the moving the juniors. Well, this week that came out. Uh, it came out. There's legislation in the process uh, and with the state legislator of all things. It can't be the high school league. It's like because they'll never take it. So now they're going to force this down the high school league's throat with you know with statewide legislation, which just strikes me as really odd. By the way, 
um, to lengthen games from 17 to 20 minutes and lengthen the season two games, right? Was that, Carl? Is it two games? Yep, two games to 27. Games, but also what it does is it also is going to extend the season where we can scrimmage, do uh, non-binding scrimmages, basically giving more hockey, making the hockey season longer, which sounds in ideal world as the three of us, we sit in the forest. We always think about is hockey, 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 hockey. Ah. We love hockey. More hockey, the better. More high school hockey, the better. Well, the reality is the state high school league needs to preserve its football. It needs to preserve its baseball and every other non hockey sports out there. I, I'm not a big fan of these uh, legislation at all, and I'm not a big fan of legislator spending time and energy with dictating to high school sports. What's your take on this, Carl? Yeah, I tend to agree with Tony, and I think largely for the reasons that, you know, if the stated goal of these changes is to keep kids from leaving early. I mean, two games and a couple of scrimmages and a few minutes here and there, that's that's not going to be the thing that turns the tide. That's uh, I think it's slapping a Band-Aid on a much larger wound. I don't think that's really the way to go about it. And I think it's also kind of a simplistic way to look at it because if you I mean, first off, if you talk to anyone who you know, knows things about hockey development, you know, the number of games isn't really what matter. it matters. It's the level of competition that you're playing and then, then just ice time in general. So that includes both practice and games. And so if you're – I don't think games alone is the answer. And really, if you look at what high school kids are playing these days, I mean, if you add up Elite League and then three months of high school and maybe an something after the season, you're, you're playing more games than you would, would if you were in the USHL. So it's not the number of games. That's not the issue. It's lovely competition and just being on the ice as much as you can. But with better competition, then it leaves some programs like the Ely and the Moose Lakes out there going away because then nobody's going to want to schedule games with them. Exactly. And just adding more, more, more time and you know, more games to it, Ely or Moose Lake schedule isn't really helping them that much because, I mean, they're already <laughs> I mean, it's already hard enough to run 10 players out there to, for a 17-minute period. Can you imagine doing, adding three more minutes now? It's just making it worse. This is my point. This, this is the other reason why I don't like the rule change. And I, I finally I sound like I'm old guard here. I'm not trying to be old guard. It's just it doesn't make any sense. If they're going to change if they're going to change the rule to 20-minute periods, then they have to change the rule to running time can actually start in the first period because some of these games can get recklessly out of control score-wise. Oh, yeah. that's. I think I sent that in a text, like in the group text between us. Yeah. Saying, like, they got to start running time in the second period then because some games running time starts in the first period. Yeah. Literally. And then it's like now you have 40 minutes. You know, you have six extra minutes of non-running time, and you have to have people sit through that. You're not – you're going to lose attendance which is currently probably more of a battle than, you know, keeping kids, I want to say. Were you at the, were you at the Hopkins-Eden Prairie game over at Eden Prairie last year? No. So we broadcasted the – because we had a contract with Eden Prairie last year. It was like 17 and nothing, and Corey Peterson is going bonkers over on the Hopkins bench. You know, they're run, that Lee is running up the score, and Lee is saying, I'm not running up the score. I mean, that's the stuff that this the high school game doesn't need, and the last thing we need are those types of scenarios. Yeah, it doesn't do anybody a, a service. And as a Hopkins student, why would you want to go see a 
a pounding like that. You know, like nobody would uh, want to go see that. No. And so I just think that's that's worse. If you want to change something for the better, change change like how you know the tournament's formatted or something like that. Change how Class A is formatted, where you make it more like a the big league for football and make it a more wide open tournament instead of the traditional eight section tournament. Yeah. I don't know. Do something. I think it'd be cool if they did a 16. Yeah. Like a 16 section state tournament. It'd be incredible. That would be fun. It'd but be way more entertaining. To say that kids are going to stick around because they're playing two more games and <laughs> six more yeah, minutes. Yeah, give the two more games in the playoffs. Don't do not do it in the regular season because that would be more fan-friendly and people are really into that. And there were, Just imagine all the different things that social media could do with an extra game in the state tournament, an extra day of the state tournament. Yes. You know, Mark Dayton would be in favor of that, let me tell you. Well, yeah, that <laughs> means why I wanted to make the state tournament a national a state holiday. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise he yeah. was a goaltender. The hockey guy, and yeah. Hell. And Blake. Ben Blake, when they wore brown. <laughs> you didn't even know they wore brown, did you? We talked about that the other nope. day. Oh, gosh, that was they wore brown? I'm like, yeah, brown and white. Ugly. Awesome. Well, they are bears. Uh, but, but I just don't – do you guys see programs like Ely and Moose Lake thriving even though they want to? If you read the whole article, I see Ely because this guy is mm-hmm. a former Shattuck, their head coach, former Shattuck guy. Duluthy's grab. Ely, moved his family to Ely, and he's talking about, this is neat. He goes, yeah, and, and by next year we have enough squirts and mice, and by next year we're hoping to have a Bantam team, which means basically we're going to be a traditional youth hockey association, which will feed a traditional high school. And he lives there, and he's committed to do that. That's exciting to me. I mean, as a, like to watch the growth of a hockey program, Think about this. 20 years ago, Hermantown was, was nothing, and now look what it's done. And it's going to take this guy 15 years to build it, but he could seriously make a program out of Ely. Well, what makes a good high school program, then? A great feeder association. That's what makes a great high school program. Or All about the pyramid. Unless you're, public, unless you're private school, then it's just good recruiting. What would you say, Carl? <laughs> it's all about building that pyramid. Get our Herb Brooks quote in here. Starts at the bottom, you know, with recruiting, you know, mites, and then have to build up from there. It could take could yeah. take years, but and, and we've seen that in the Class A era. There, there's a path. You look at you know, the Laverne's, Little Falls, Red Wing, you know, these small town schools that had no hockey success before that have managed to turn themselves into you know places that we recognize for hockey. Yeah, you you need somebody to to farm the program. Yeah, mm-hmm. agreed. So. This guy seemed committed to it, and I was really impressed. The article was great, so mm-hmm. I had to Louis. Thanks, Louis. Yep. Yeah, we'll have to think about that um, one time. What What are the ingredients to make a good program? They're like a, what ingredients does a city need to create a successful high school program? Carl, you wrote it sounds like my old article. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the the exurban you know article that you wrote. Yeah, you can basically trace the Twin Cities growth. You know. Through, through hockey programs, you know, you can tell where the, the area is growing because that's the place where the hockey programs are get, are getting becoming good, and it's you can basically trace you know rise and fall of suburbs through the stories of, of their hockey teams. I I love that article. The, it mm-hmm. is one of my favorite things that Carl went and did. <laughs> Never gets old. Yeah. How it works. Yeah. 
It was the merging of both Carl's worlds together. <laughs> it really is, yes. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, okay, well, that being said, you guys want to move on to games of the week? I'm excited. It's going to be a big week. Big week. Um, I'm going to start off with a couple games, and then Tony will carry Pickums through. Um, Tuesday, Orno plays Holy Family. A rematch of a tie earlier in the season, but I think both these teams have kind of gone two different directions since then. Um, Moorhead plays Rozo at Memorial, so crazier things have happened yep. there. Um, and this is a good rivalry between the two schools. Greenway goes to Miners Memorial at Virginia Mountain Iron Buell on Tuesday as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Virginia's trying to stay alive with the four seed currently. I still think they're going to get the three seed, even though they lost to Hibbing. They just have better wins. Carl, what do you see on that? Uh, well, I think Virginia definitely has more talent, but uh, do they play Hibbing again? Do we know that? I don't off no, the top of my head. No, they played twice, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Yeah, so I, you'd think that they have enough to actually get that they could claw their way back up to third, but they'll need to get it done. Um. An interesting note. What was what happened with the sections uh, semis with seven A? Seven A semis are now on Friday night, which is a, a move to uh, accommodate the UMD women instead of having all, all four seven AA and seven A semis on one day on Saturday, as we've done for the past few years. That's weird. It, it, it's shocking, right, Tony? Is there another rank in that like section that could fit those people in Yeah, there? it's just up the road and having cousin water building. <laughs> Weird. Yeah, that's where they had the semis until a couple of years ago, but oh well. Um, now, are the, that's got to be the first semifinals that get played, right, Carl? Uh, yeah, it would have to be. Yep. Yeah. Um, okay. On, on the eve of the greatest hockey day in Minnesota. Section mm-hmm. Saturday. It's unbelievable. Yep. I love that day. <laughs> um, Thursday, Maple Grove plays Hill Murray in the uh, what the heck's going on with both teams bowl. Uh, Fire Lake <laughs> plays Duluth East at Duluth East. This could be an interesting game. You going to go to yeah. this one, Carl? I will be, yeah. Yeah, and Fire Lake, you know, as we've said a couple times in the show now, they've had some decent results. I'm not taking this one for granted. Yeah. Um in a preseason, what could have been a great game? Breck plays Wyzetta. Um And then Saturday, Minnetonka plays Wyzetta. We'll see what um, type of Wyzetta team shows up for that game. Um, Maple Grove plays Centennial on Saturday. The good thing is that Minnetonka plays Wyzetta and Edina in the same week. Lake Conference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a tough Moment one. of truth. <laughs> and then um, – Creighton plays Holy Family on Saturday. We'll be broadcasting that game. And Eden Prairie plays Edina at Braemar Saturday night, which is a rematch of the infamous what happened in the last couple of minutes. <laughs> Everybody likes to <laughs> speculate game. Yeah. But that's what I got. Um, oh, STMA plays Rozo and Bemidji this week. That's Interesting cool. week for them. Yeah, yeah, this is that's a section seeding week for them. Yeah, this is a prove them. Yeah, lock up the three. Oh, and, you know, they win the them. Yep. They're for real. They are. It's a big win. Yeah. yeah. Tony, are ready for the pickums? We'll recap last week. Um, we all got three right. You want me to go through each and every one of them? No, that's okay. all I, I wanted. I don't think I. Oh, you just wanted your three points. Yeah. Okay. All right. So what's, what's I, the I maintain. Score, what's the I maintain my lead. Yeah. 
uh, Carl's now at 21. I'm at 16, and you're at 17. Should be at 19. <laughs> no, I, I don't see that on here. I just see 17. No, playing with 17. Okay. <laughs> I'm not, anyway. So, all right. Uh, first game in the Pickums: Lakeville North and Eastview. Uh, Danny, you go first. I'm actually going to go Lakeville North on this one. Um, really? Yeah. Wow. It's at Ames. Um, and, and you won't fall down the hill. Hopefully nobody does. Okay. <laughs> Though it looks like people have when I wiped out. <laughs> yeah. I made the risk. It was a. It was dangerous. Um, but I just. I think um, Garrett Daly is going to take over in this game. I like the fact that I think North has the better skilled players, and I think they're going to slow them down more. Can you? Re- did you sure about that? Okay. I, I, I like skill. What? I think Eastview's got more skill. You think so? Oh yeah, no doubt. I like like uh, watching Blake Brandt and Garrett Daly and Schneider. Okay. I think Will Johnson I, has been proven to stand on his head before. I okay. I can I go? Sure. I'm going Eastview. This is an easy one. Oh, okay. I think Eastview's going to win the South Suburban, and I don't. I think this is a three-four goal win for Eastview. Really? Yeah. Carl. Carl. No. Uh, North did win this meeting when they played the first time, um, but Eastview's in such a role right now. I, I'm still picking Eastview, sorry. <laughs> Damn it, Carl. There you go. There you go. Next game. Oh, this is a tough one. What? This is Tonka and Edina. We're... You want to save that one for last? No. Well, it's, it's my pick. Bum, bum, bum. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. I'm going to go Edina. I'm going to go Edina. Tonka and Edina. And, and uh, Carl, you're next. Well, I think I'm going to go Edina, too. I think you're going to avenge that. Schwan got lost. throw the gooch down on the cake eaters? I kind of do, actually. Really? Ooh, I do. Wow. I was going to pick Edina in this one. And I I think Edina has a revenge factor on this one, hardcore. It's the only reason I was picking them. I think they're 50-50. I'm like, well, who's matter? Now, I'll I think Edina's matter. I'll That's be a fair reason. Word. I'll be at this game. Um, Edina wins if it's 5-4. to four. Everybody agree on that? If it's yeah. low scoring, that favors Tonka. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. That. I think that for as good a defenseman as Edina has, they, they, they allow some goals. bleak goals. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. So, uh, next pick is Andover and Duluth Marshall. This is a good game. That's Saturday, right? Yes, at, at 2 like o'clock. 2. Yep. Um, mm, yeah. <laughs> you get to go first. This one's down here, isn't it? Yeah, it's at Andover. Andover. Peter will be at that game. Yeah. Um, uh, Carl, go ahead. Uh, it's a really tough one, but I, despite the way they're trending, I am going to pick Marshall just because I think that they have a little more top-end skill and that's going to show up in a big section game, you know, tight, low-scoring section game like this one. You'll see someone like a, a Granis or a Stauber pop a goal or two and win it. Okay. Danny? I agree with Carl on this, and plus I trust a team that's won big games before and has a, maybe a tougher breadth of a schedule than um, Andover. I'm going to take a team that beats Centennial. Oh, that's a lot of teams. By, by, by a touchdown. <laughs> Okay, they've beaten Maple Grove. I mean, this is a good team. And these, these, I think 
once these seniors from Centennial graduate, I'm going to adopt Andover as my new team. Okay. My new little pet team. Okay. Like it could be my pet team next year. You write it down right now. Is upset that you're adopting more people into the family? No, I'm just saying I always have a pet team kind of up in the northern suburbs. Centennial's been that for three years, and I think that Andover's going to be my new pet team up there. Our Anoka friends are really going to love you for that. What's that? Our Anoka friends are really going to love you for that. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Speaking of Anoka, I take I've taken them to be upset special twice now on my pick sixes, and they've not come through. So come on, Anoka, help me out. I don't know who they play this week, but they might. They actually do. They play somebody decent this week. It's in the northwest suburban. Probably Elk River. Probably Elk River. Okay. They play Elk River. All yep. right. <laughs> now, did you play Elk River? Yep. Oh, my nerve thread just goes up. No, your nerd well, cred well, goes well. up in the fact that you've been debating me all day that Duluth Marshall has the best away. Oh, my goodness. That one should have been our segment on this show. But, okay, nevertheless, we'll do that next week. But they have the anyway. coolest away uniform. I do not agree it's with this at all. Awesome. No, no, Tony, they it's are ugliest sin. Awesome. <laughs> okay, sorry. We'll we'll have this discussion offline. Okay, next game, Delano Mound West Taco. Okay. Uh, Danny, you get to go first. Mound won the first meeting. I'm going to go Mound, um, Mound winning this one, though low scoring. It might be an overtime game. Hmm. Uh, well, I'll go Delano because I think Carl's going to take Mound as well. Aren't you, Carl? That I am. Yep. Uh, for All no right. good reason, but I am. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then the last pick, this one's a fun one, Okay. We go a little bit off the board, a little bit off center. Uh, we go Irondale, Armstrong, Cooper. Okay. Uh, oh. Who won the last game, Danny? Uh, it was a 3-2 game. Irondale, Irondale won 3-2. Uh, I, I get to go first. I'm going with the revenge factor. I'm going Armstrong, Cooper. I'm going with the wings. How about you, Carl? I'm going to go with Irondale. I'm trying to put the Knights are having a very nice year. They've got 10 wins already. I mean, yeah, one of them was over Coon Rapids last night, three to two. I was not that impressed. I saw them play. They can, they've played better this year. I think Armstrong Cooper, on the other hand, is playing better hockey now. I think they're going to win. So shots in the first game were thirty-nine to twenty-seven. Do you want to take a guess who was? Uh, Armstrong. Correct. But <laughs> I like the Knights' Twitter handle better. Are <laughs> second like liking their uniforms better? Ballad, no, yeah. but I I do like the fact that Irondale, the tie to Blaine, I I think that they can beat Armstrong. I'm gonna go Irondale on this one. I like I was I saw them play last night. Their uniforms are nice. Irondale uniforms are sweet. They're really cool looking uniforms. So oh, if I were picking on uniform, I would go Irondale over Armstrong. In this can we one. give a shout out to um? Our Rozo fan who sent us some pictures of Broughton's jersey. Yeah, that was awesome. Thank you so Great. much that for emailing awesome. those over. Yeah, thank that, yeah, that was cool. We couldn't see. We had no pictures on Twitter, but all of a sudden, Danny gets an email. From Mike Teagan, I think. Yeah, sweet. That was a great. Made Danny's day, by the way. Thank you, Mike, for yeah. sending those down. Uh, we love getting those pictures. We love talking about games. We talk about bands. We talk about a lot of different things on this show. Uh, uniforms is one that we love to talk about. Next week, we're going to have favorite 
away uniforms. Um, favorite so for, away uniforms. So we don't turn off our whole crowd. We're also going to do Mr. Hockey next week. Yes, we will. So we'll drop the big show. Drop who we think our Mr. Hockey top ten will be. And if yep. I recall, last year we nailed all ten of the finalists. Yeah, so yep. pressure's uh, on. Yeah, us. we did. Yep. Yeah, we did. You can so. put it on the board. Yeah, yes. and I'm pretty sure the committee will be listening to our our show again next year, next week for this year. <laughs> the, the, I'm tired. I'm sorry. It's been a great show. Uh, thanks for tuning in, Carl from uh, Duluth. I'll see you Saturday. Danny, thanks for making this show happen every week. Thank you to the Red and Black League for being our sponsor and our big supporter on this show. We'll see you guys around the rink. These looks all over their face. My friends all know that I'm cool. I've been this way since high school. Cause life's never been sweeter. When you're just a cake eater When it comes to hockey, nobody can stop me My high school team, I was playing on the top three Now my son is scoring piles 